Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Tickets are running out for the most exclusive broker event of 2022. Join us February 10th through the 12th at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida to celebrate the elite leaders in wholesale. Hear keynote addresses from Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, and number one New York Times author Ryan Holiday. Gain valuable insight at the Mastermind Breakout Sessions, take advantage of networking opportunities, and welcome the inaugural Hall of AIM inductees. Buy your ticket and reserve your stay now. Go to aimgroup.com. Welcome to the Broker to Broker podcast, uh, brought to you by AIM Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I am JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors, and today got my buddy J- Jason Checo uh, of, where is it again? I don't even know anybody's uh, stuff anymore. Lending Heights, right? LLC. Shit, right? it. It was funny. I was with Mark yesterday, and, and he's like, who, what's the name of your uh, thing again? Um, so don't take offense to that because it's just how we do. Um, but how are you, man? Everybody good? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Can't, you know, can't complain. Things are going good. It's freezing cold out here in Pittsburgh today. It's like four degrees. Yeah. Um, came off like a run of like tropics, you know, it was like 40 degrees, like two weeks ago in mid, you know, mid January. I know it's, it's weird, man. It's same, same thing out here in Philly, you know, on the, on the East coast side, like we were just talking about, uh, same old, same old man. And we'll actually, we'll get into that in a minute because every area um depending on weather i mean it affects the housing market so that's something we can talk about in a minute but the first thing i want to bring up is how we kind of know each other so it's it's your cousin right yeah joe 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 checko that's right i forgot that's what i'm saying i've been thinking about it so i was like oh jason and i are going to be talking um so joe checko when i started in the business about 11 years ago at wells fargo joe was there and yeah. he was a he was a mortgage advisor, and Joe, great dude. He really helped me a lot uh, when I was a rookie, my first uh, year, first year or two. Um, and I'm not BSing you, such a good dude. Um, he really did help me out a lot. I think he's got four kids now. Yeah, he's got a whole army. Four, four. He's got four. <laughs> I think he only had two when when I was there, and I think he was having the third when I was getting ready to leave. Yeah. Um, so I just want to make a note of that, that we've kind of known a little bit of each other and your cousin really helped me out. And I swear to God, he was a great dude. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so he was yeah. like one of my original brokers or better uh, uh, Facebook page. That's who I would go to. Yeah. You know? He he became a broker before brokers were becoming brokers, right? So he left Wells and he started his own shop. And I remember, yeah. I mean, this is this is a while ago. I mean, this is probably. Yeah, this is 10 long. years ago. Yeah. Nine years ago, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. It was like maybe before 2008 mm-hmm. and all that. It was, uh, yeah. And I remember my parents refinancing through our cousin Joe and he had his own broker shop. And, you know, I remember just going through all that and being like, what is a mortgage broker? I have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I was still in high school. You know, I didn't know what was going on way back when, but uh-huh. uh, that's funny. Yeah. He's uh he's a good dude. And I've been trying to get him back into mortgages. You should try to keep reeling him back in. Yeah. I mean, that was a tougher time. I was like the young one. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, but it was stressful. Yeah. He was always like, Man, I gotta find something else to do with my life. It's <laughs> it's the typical mortgage loan officer thing. Like, yeah, I do this. Like, I do the podcast. I look like I'm having fun all day long. But 
every other day or once a week, like I quit the industry. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. You know? I mean, there's no, there's no kid out there in kindergarten drawing a picture yeah. being like, you know, I want to be a mortgage broker when I grow up and hanging it on the wall. You know, it's all astronauts, lawyers, and doctors. And then somehow yeah. we all just get sucked into this industry and then you can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you're, you're never getting out, but, um, yeah. so but Hey man, it, it's a good, it is a good industry. It, it, um, if you can stay patient and get through it, it's a great living like we all know, but, uh, it is. Make sure you tell uh, Joe I said hi, man. He'll remember me. Uh, I might yeah. hit him up on Facebook after this and be like, "Yeah, I just was hanging out with your cousin." So uh, yeah, we'll send him a clip of this. He'll, he'll laugh at both of us. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but anyway, to get rolling, um, yeah. So and I think we both started our shops around the same time, right? Were you like 2018 your broker shop? 2015 is what we 15? officially yeah 15 okay. we incorporated so okay. 22nd 2015 that's like the you know the data for everybody okay all right cool yeah. maybe i got confused because right when i got in you saw me and you actually hit me up about joe because we had yeah. mutual whatever um yeah. but anyway so let's let's even take it back before that so how long have you been in the industry if you can give me a breakdown when did you get in who you were with sure. you know, companies but give us a little background yeah, 100%. So I graduated Penn State in December 2010. I went to school as an engineer. Probably my junior year, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be an engineer. I can't, I can't do this. Like, this isn't for me. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. My college roommate, his father owns a big mortgage company um, that we're all familiar with. We don't name names. We're all very familiar with the mortgage company. And he's like, you know, while you're trying to find your place, what do you want to do? Why don't you come try to sell mortgages for a little bit? I was like, I don't even know mortgage had a T in it. You know, I know, I know nothing yeah. about it. You know, I just yeah. don't know anything about it. Uh, so I went and joined, sat down, um, and I just started pounding streamlines. That's what it was. FHA streamlines all day. They just gave me a piece of paper and said, call these. We'll pay you 500 bucks a closing. Rock and roll. Right? Nice. And so I just sat there, started pounding the phones, and it was it was streamlines all, all day. You know, just mm-hmm. FHA streamlines, turning and burning, rock and roll, and going. Um, that was probably like January 2011. So within a month of me graduating, I jumped right into mortgages. Uh-huh. And from there, I was just in the call center, turning and burning. You know, we were doing um fha streamlines you know and then we were just you know going into purchases that we were doing you know online you know consumer direct it was kind of like a an evolution of everything as we were going through the company was you know growing and getting bigger and going uh-huh. into direct space and all that um so yeah that's how i got into it and then from there i jumped around to a couple different you know small correspondents mind you at this point i was actually living in north jersey so i graduated penn state yep. went to north jersey lived there for a while and then uh made my way back to pittsburgh here like circa 2000 14 almost 2015 so that's, okay that's, that's where i was working with different companies and, and you know just doing the, the retail thing you know, yeah 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 so and you said you're originally from westchester am i right in saying that yep. all right so that's where i went to school that's where i worked at wells fargo that's how i met your cousin joe the whole thing right yeah so yeah i i got in the business 2011 right after right before my son was born and uh my 10 year old yeah that makes sense and so we got in kind of around the same time yeah I was at Wells, um, and I banged a lot, a lot of streamlines, like you said. They were great. I remember personally writing letters to uh, <laughs> Wells clients, the book of business, and and staying late at night and mailing them out and just getting yeah. people to call me back, right? Um, that's how different marketing was uh, back then. But I had the same same thing as you. Went to a couple correspondents after that and then opened our shop. So that's awesome, man. Um, but, I mean, that's, what, seven years ago at this point? I know it's flying. I keep thinking we're like a two-year-old company. We're not, you know. I keep thinking back of being like, "Oh, maybe we're gonna hit our five years." Like, shit, we're coming up on seven. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. So quick. 
so so you're a producing owner, right? Not too much, honestly. Okay. I really don't produce much at all. I think I did five million last year. You know, it's just okay. pretty much, I'm catching the ones that I can't pass off. And it was actually August 2018. I think it's right after we met because I think okay. we met our first time at a, an event in Philadelphia. I remember that specifically. It wasn't a sanctioned AIM event. It was right before AIM events happened. It was I remember a, it was in like that weird building that has like yeah. brick walls. Remember that? Yeah, exactly okay. what it was. Yep. I mean, Madishpo was there speaking. Um, I think mm -hmm. uh, whatever his name is for Mortgage Coach was there. Yep. Uh, you know, all those guys were there. But it wasn't like a, it was like a the pre-AIM event. You know what I mean? But AIM had a presence there, you know, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like an actual event. It was like a top producers. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, so, I forget where I was going with that whole that whole situation, but yeah, 2018, August 2018. That's where I decided I'm going to try to stop originating and move on growing the business. Okay, and that was a hard transition to do, super hard, mm -hmm. because you know you know you have your referral partners are. As soon as I'm like, hey, you know, Mrs. or Mr. Real Estate Agent, you know, I'm going to pass you off to to JP. He's a good yeah, guy. No. Like, okay, Jason, but I still want to talk to you. But like, no, I'm going to pass you off. And like, no, I still want to talk to you. So that was so hard to do. It really was, you know. Plus, like, you know, I was the biggest producer in the office at that point. So, like, it was a big gamble trying to do something like that. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, it's all coming back now. So, could you give us kind of how – well, how many employees do you have? LO so right now, and then support. Yeah, so we're up to – we're like 25, 26 employees is what we're at at this point. Um, cool. I think with NMLS, we have registered, like, 14 loan officers, but we get everybody licensed. So, okay. you know. We are so our processors are licensed, our, okay. our LOAs or our closers are licensed. You know, everyone's licensed. So we really only have probably one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe like nine actually producing LOs that are turning and burning. Okay. Um, to 2021, we did about 200 million for about 850 units. Nice. So we do a lot of units. Being out here in Pittsburgh, our average loan size is pretty small. You know, it's it's not. It is. It's you know 180. I think it jumped this year to maybe like 220, but that's because We've been doing a lot more online leads and stuff too. So we're, we're you know getting bigger loan amounts from like the other side of the state, like your side, where the average loan size is not 180. You know, no, it's a, it's yeah. probably double. I it mean, is probably double exactly. So we do a lot of units. This is the volume, you know, there that side. Okay. But, all right. Cool. So all right. So I have a two-parter then, right? Yep. Today's episode is sponsored by EPM. EPM is passionate about helping their clients succeed from the very beginning. They set out to be different from other companies. Their diverse team of experts working in a collaborative, entrepreneurial culture bring fresh thinking and creative solutions every day. They live and breathe their brand's mission and vision. EPM is all about empowerment, and through it all, they will continue to offer top financial service, communication, and assistance to the communities they serve. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. If you can take your back, your, yourself back to 2015, right? Mm -hmm. What were some challenges that you had? Now, even compliance has changed a lot even since I've gotten in the business. But when you, you said you were scared shitless, right? You kind of taking the jump. You had two of them when you jumped from not being a producing you know, owner. But... When you got in, do you remember some of the challenges you had, whether it was compliance or mentally how scared you could have been? Because at that point, you were producing still, right? You were well, yeah, a man's job. It was just me. It was me and one other person. So I actually got into this with my wife. So when I came out to Pittsburgh, when I came out here, didn't know anybody, right? I grew up in Westchester. I was in North Jersey. Her family's from this side of the, side of the state. So we said, all right, we're making the jump and going here. Okay. Before I was like, you know, hey, I'm going to work for somebody, getting the mortgages again. It was like, 
right, we're just going to do this. We're going to open up the shop. So we had a little like 600 square foot office. It was literally like a, someone's closet. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was nasty. And it was, we got two desks from Goodwill and we were literally sitting on milk crates when we first started. She Love didn't it. know what a mortgage was either. It was just me. So I taught her how to process, but it was an awesome time at that point because I could say like as an originator, these are the things that I want to be doing. And these are the things that yeah. you should be doing so I can keep originating. Uh -huh. We set up the process perfectly there. Um, Trid was a big one too, right? So like circa like yeah. September, 2015, what October Trid came out 2015. So uh -huh. yeah, compliance wise to drill down into your question. One, when I first started, I had no idea how to send disclosure. So that was one of my first things like, okay, do I do this? Do you do this? What is a loan estimate? I've never heard of this in my life. I'm working at a retail lender where they do everything for you. Yeah, yeah. Touch disclosures. And then now they're like, okay, great. Are you using the broker package or my, are your, or our package? He's like, well, what's, what's the package? I don't know. <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Tell me what the package is. I don't know. You know, they're done this before. <laughs> um, but that was the first thing, right? Switching right from good faith estimates right to uh, the loan estimate at that point. And I remember that first being like, there were, but the nice part about that, to be honest with you, was the lenders were kind of learning too at that point. Mm -hmm. So like, where does a, you know, where does the, the broker fee go? Lender paid versus borrower paid. Like, mm -hmm. how's it all going on the sheet? So it was actually really helpful at that point. You're in it together. Yeah. You're in it together. So like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like an idiot asking questions because they didn't kind of know the answers. I'm like, all right, we'll agree on this. We'll send it out. We'll rock and roll. We're good to go. You know, that type of thing. Um, but I mean, the other part was like, the lenders were pretty, they were all very helpful at that point too, right? Because mm -hmm. like, that's when, you know, becoming a mortgage broker, I don't say it became popular, but it started becoming a grassroots movement at that point, right? That's yeah, like, okay. You know, things were starting to go and like, you know, aim was slowly starting to catch on a little, little later than that. But, you know, brokers started rising up, you know, if you will. So like there was communities, we could talk to each other and kind of help each other. That was, that was kind of the thing. So one, yeah, honestly, compliance was definitely a big one, but we kept it very minimal envelope, you know, lender paid one thing. It's all we did every day. You know, we talked to the lenders about disclosures. We kept tight files. We got checklists and, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of went through each one of those things. Um, yeah, and even on that other side, if it's just you and your wife, you can keep um, uh, expenses a bit lower, right? Yeah. I mean, you could have probably survived on a couple deals a month, like you were okay, sure. you know, yeah. when you're that small. I, I The only reason I'm saying this is if you're like, a, if you're producing LO, um, you want to start this, it's a lot easier that when uh, now than when we started, right? But like, jump in easy, you know, like. Like you jumped in nice and easy, like you said, goodwill. Like, like there's something to be said for kind of starting like that. Sure. Getting your feet wet, making you know some money, get through it, and then slowly growing. I mean, it's been seven years, and like you just said, you know, 26 employees. You're not even producing anymore. Like, I'm just saying, like a recommendation if you're going to get into it, start small. You know, you can survive. There's ways to do this, not that expensively, and and do okay. You know, I agree. figure it out. 1000%, especially right now too. There's so much support by all these wholesale lenders. Yeah. If, if it was honestly, if I was a high producing LO coming from a shop and I had a book of business, call it even 10 million a year, right? That's what I'm saying. In yeah. average, you can get away with less than, I'm shooting from the hip, 750 bucks a month in expenses. Yeah. Less, seriously. You know what uh -huh. I mean? If, if you really just do it nice and tight, keep it yourself and you know, you can get between the software, the lenders do half the stuff for you. I'm the saying. packages are easy. They send it all for you. They'll give you the package at the end of the process. You don't have to worry about checklists and all that stuff. Uh -huh. Keep them in your LOS that costs you 60 bucks a month for a seat for, you know, or hundred bucks a month seat for all the good ones that are out there. Now all the cloud-based crazy LOS is out there. Uh -huh. You really could do it thin. Uh, what is it? Todd Bitter, right? He has yeah. a $600 laptop. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Now, maybe now it's Arrive. Arrive, you know, subscription and uh -huh. MBS Highway. It's just three expenses. <laughs> you know? and that's yeah, but then. 
but then he's got fifteen hundred dollars shoes and a hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> yeah. dollar car. Yeah, so, exactly. but, yeah, yeah, shots fired, bitter. Shots it, fired. No, yeah. No, you, I mean, the point I'm trying to make, uh, and with your help, is like you were probably one of the the uh, the first brokers in this newer grassroots movement of brokers, mm-hmm. and it's seven years is a long time, but it's not. Like, look how much fa- how much farther it's came. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, don't and Mark and I were talking yesterday, like we're at 25% market share. Um, I'm trying to get to 50, like 50 would be cool. You know, little it, small business coming in. So it's easier is what we're saying. It's way easier. It really is. So like someone, there's so much support in that between AIM, like, you know, I get in touch with AIM. They 100% will hold your hand through the whole process. Like, you know, I, I still go to them for stuff, you know, and I'm like, uh, I'm kind of seasoned, but let me ask you guys how to do this. Oh, great. Perfect. And they'll give like the feedback. So like, Coming in, not knowing anything, or even being experienced and having a lot of touches, there's so many resources. There really is. The, yeah. the each broker, you know what I mean? Like, you know how it is. We'll call each other real quick, or people will call each other, like, "Hey, what's this scenario?" Or like, you know, I have a problem on this. The community and the commodity is huge, and the support's there. It's not like you know when you're working in a retail shop. I was talking to a couple of retail people the other day, and the one guy was just talking so much smack on his on his boss. He's like, "My boss is doing 100 million. I'm doing 18." I try to go to help for. I try to go get help for him, and it's a competition. I'm trying to get my rank higher than his in, in, in this company. Yeah. I was like, it's not like that. I go, you go, I'll go find you a hundred million dollar producer that's willing to show you how they disclose a loan, how they do all the stuff on the broker side, uh-huh. what vendors are using, how they set it up. And the community is there to help. That's the biggest thing. Right? And you can you can dip into that as much as you want, or uh-huh. you can you know back off and only ask a couple of questions here and there. The the commodity and support is ginormous that people don't realize. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's huge. Um, uh, and that's a, a good uh like segue then. So, the difference between right. I mean, you're not in it, but you're talking to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The difference between retail and the broker channel right now, you already mentioned the support you're getting, the like free, just honest, transparent support. Yep. I remember the retail world too. You're hearing it more because you may be looking to recruit some of them come over. Sure. So like, what are you hearing from that side? They're all different. We've been yep. at some good small correspondence. They were great, some of those guys. But what are you seeing from that retail world that's alarming or – what are they bitching and moaning about? It's they're really like these huge companies are really good at packaging and selling because they're so captive. That's the one thing that when you're in retail, you don't realize you're only getting one opinion and it's from somebody that's got you surrounded 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to these retail guys, one of the biggest ones, someone told me they were like, yeah, you know, margin compression, that's a big one. But the way they're being sold, it's something different, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they were saying, you know, I was talking to my CEO and he said, if, I lower my compensation X amount. They're going to give me X amount better in pricing. Yeah. It happened. He didn't get much better pricing. It didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm. they, like that type of thing. So margin compression definitely is a real thing. Um, but smoke then they said, say it again. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors on pricing. Yeah. And that's that's like, Cause they're not held to the same standard as us. Exactly. And that's what I kept trying to tell them. Like, you don't understand, like, you know, where you're at, if, if rates go up, you're stuck. If rates go up, I say, all right, thanks. I got 16 other people I can go to. It, it, it keeps them held accountable. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So like, we know how to go where we want to. And, and the thing is, when you tell somebody, they get very like, oh my gosh, that sounds so complicated. How it, it's not, not, you know, like pricing engines are the same, the same optimal blue that you're using at your retail lender is the same one we're using. You just get to pick a bunch of different lenders and things like that. There's no change. It's nothing. It's not crazy. You don't lose, you don't lose control of the process. That's another one I hear a lot is, I think because they're captive again, when they get, when they have a bad process and they're stuck with a bad underwriter, they think, you know, oh my gosh, this is how mortgage underwriting is. It's always pulling out hair. It's like, sure. Every once in a while you have that, but they don't realize, they get crazy when they say, 
Jason, you are nuts for thinking it's okay to send your loan to a different company. I have problems with underwriters in my own company. How could you send it out to somebody else and not be held accountable? Yeah, right. Well, you got it backwards. You have no idea. I'm the underwriter's client, not their coworker. You know, you're a sales guy. If a coworker or a client calls you, which one are you going to pick up first, right? You call yeah. your client all day long. And that's what I keep telling them. Like these underwriters on all these lenders, they have to pick up the call, pick up the phone and talk to me every single time. We can talk out conditions. It's not, they're not hidden behind a wall. They're not, you know, going after the big producers in the office who are smoozing them. No, we're their client and it's, it's a much better communication across the board. And then yeah. they look like I'm crazy. It's, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> right? it's, it's one of those things. Like it yeah. sounds too good to be true. I was like, oh, it's not. I don't know how to explain it to you. Um, that's one of the recruiting things I've done too in the past. I'll pull up a file, you know, say like at UWM and I'll say, Hey, pull up my, my, my ease and say, pick a file. Which one do you want? Anyone that says approved, pick it, pick it, call it, call the underwriter and say like, Hey, you're going to hate me for doing this, but are you the underwriter that made the decision on this file? Yes. Do you have a question about conditions? No, I'm just sitting here with a, with a recruit. So I want to show you the communication. So I'm wasting my time. Hang up and go. They're like, what? Cool. You can talk to your underwriters like that, you know, things like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, as I get older, um, I get more uh, annoyed with the BS, right? Yeah. And no. I'm not. I'm, and we're not sitting here trying to like rip retail and all that crap because I'm going to ask you another question in a minute. But like, I'm just sick of the BS. Just, just give it to me. Be transparent with me. Clients want that. We want that from our underwriters. Yeah. Like, I never get in arguments with underwriters. Whether I kind of disagree or not, I'm like, they're just, this is how they see it. Tell me what I got to do. Let me go talk to the client. Like, you tell me. You know, if he gets out of control, then you kind of fight a little bit. But right. I never get mad at him. Exactly. There's no point. But that's There's the no thing. Point. We at least were able to have that communication. That's the yeah. beauty of it. You know what I mean? You could talk to him about right. it. Not, not just, you know, this is it. Shut up. Move on. And say, all right, let's talk it out. Right, Mr. Mr. Underwriter, you are 100% correct. Thanks for making it clear. Let's go get it. You know, let's get it done. Yeah. All right. So then let's go on the other side. Like. Obviously, not everyone's meant for mortgages. Mm -hmm. Not maybe not everyone's meant for the broker world. Like, if you were looking at the broker world, um, like, what's one reason to stay at retail? Like, what what's a good thing yeah. over there? I don't know. Yeah, you're right, one hundred percent. I really couldn't tell you. Maybe some really really weird niche product that you do. You know what I mean? Okay. Some makes sense. The but the I don't know to be honest with you because being on the broker side unless you really have carved out yourself like a small, crazy niche in this company and they mm -hmm. really provide you, yeah, I would make sense not to jump, right? If your pricing model works, everything that you're doing works and you're happy with whatever decision they make for you, then that's your, that's the place for you to be. You know, not everyone's supposed to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know, if you decide to open up your own right. shop, but here's the thing, like when you, if you're in that space, you could build that on the broker side and expand on that. So, I think if you're, that's one thing I found a lot of is like, you know, I'm talking to, to recruits, they're comfortable, right? There's no need for them to move, but there's going to be a point when it does. You know, we both, we both see this happening. Rates are going up, margin pressure is going on. And that's what it keeps trying to you know, emphasize. Like you're not captive. Sorry. Someone was calling me. No, yeah. I, know, I just shut down all my team. <laughs> I got all types of crap going on. Okay. Um, it's trying to show them you can do that, but you don't have to be captive. You can pivot a lot quicker, right? Uh -huh. so, I mean, I don't see any reason why not to, unless you have such a perfect thing built and you don't want to fix it if it's not broken, right? If you don't have any ambitions to go any bigger, you're cruising, maybe you're sunsetting and you're looking to get out of the industry soon. Okay, makes sense. You know, like that yeah, type of thing. But, but you know, one, the one misconception is uh, people say brokers don't have control. Yeah. No, we have more control. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing I can't get through to some some people on the other side. And I thought the same thing. Like, I, I get it, you know? 
Um, that's, that's what they're told. One, that's what they're being sold. But naturally, you know, the company's protecting itself. But two, you're right. It's counterintuitive. Like I said, I was talking to people and they're like, you send your loan to another company and have more control? BS. Like, no, not BS. It's actually true. I don't know how else to explain it to you, except that we're their client. Like, don't you understand that? Like, we have no obligation to work with this one particular company. So they have to make us happy, right? It's like going to a real estate agent. Right? If you don't make them happy, they can go to whoever they want. There's a lot of good lenders out there, right? They're, they're doing this because they like you. Mm -hmm. Same thing on our side. You know, we have relationships that we build with these lenders that they have service levels they have to hit. And if they don't hit them, they have pricing levels they have to hit. If they don't hit them, they're toast. They're, yep. It's aggressive. You know, people are coming for their ankles all day. Mm -hmm. and, and I think sometimes that gets a little confusing too, because then they're like, that sounds too complicated, <laughs> but it's not. I had to make it complicated no. to explain it to you, but it's not that complicated. Yeah, it's you know? tough. It's tough. I hope. Yeah. I hope uh, you might want to send them this podcast then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's, that's maybe that was, this is it. Just I mean, yeah, who knows? All right. So to bring it back then real quick. Uh, so 2015, uh, no, I'm sorry. We already talked about that. 2018 is when you decided, hey, I want to grow this a bit bigger, get mm -hmm. out of producing as much and then grow. Right. So where were the struggles there for you? Sure. When you did that. It's, it's growing the culture or growing what I built, right? Okay. So I had a way things worked. I had a service level. I was the reputation because it was just me, right? So one of the hardest things was emulating that, doubling it, tripling it, and keep it, yeah. keep it going and everything. And it's definitely a struggle, but it comes down to find the right people at first, right? So you have to get like a critical mass of your culture so that everything else follows and starts orbiting it, right? So I've had to fire top producers that have poisoned the pot, right? So they come in. The loans look great. The, con the conversation looks amazing. You're all mm -hmm. happy. But then, you know, the three or four other people that are, you know, mid producers, but super loyal and your actual culture, who you want to grow with, they start to get upset because the top producer is starting to, you know, poison the pot. And mm -hmm. it's a hard decision to make. But you have to clip them off. You know, that's all you can do. Yeah, um, that's been a, a big thing. I totally agree with you. We always used to say uh, when I was dipping my toe and trying to recruit and all that jazz back in the retail world. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I'd rather have three $10 million producers that are kind of low maintenance and they just kind of do what they want to do. They're happy with it. than one $40 million producer, right. That was just a pain in the butt, right. Yeah. That poisons like everything else. I mean, it happens like it just does, you know, it's, I'm going uh, with you. Okay. Yeah. That's the long-term vision, right? So like, sure. I probably can go out. And another thing I see all the time is, you know, huge sign-on bonuses. That's the thing I'm fighting all yeah, day. Yeah, so right you're now. seeing like, that. Okay. Serious sign-on bonus. I mean, like, money that makes me turn my head. Like, you're going to pay me that? I mean, I'll come join you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but it, people don't realize it just gets built into the pricing, right? They're going to make their money oh, back. So, like, what they're doing is they say it's $100,000. You're taking that $100,000, dividing it by all your loans and building it into your rate. And, and it's all this. And it's they're different. giving the whole bait and switch. It's like, oh, here's the pricing. But then when you get in, it's actually this. You know, different thing. But going, I, I, I digress there. But going to your, your question, um, it's keeping the culture and keeping and scaling the culture because that's the most important thing. I mean, the secret is no one's selling anything too amazing, right? We all have 30 year fixed loans. They're all going to Fannie and Freddie and Ginny, right? All yeah. the same guidelines, service and culture is the only thing that differentiates you and execution. It's the only thing, right? Why do people use you? Because they like you, you yeah. they know, they trust you. You'll get it done. You do a good job. You bust your butt. You work 110% instead of 80%. You know, like that's why mm -hmm. they're doing that. So how do you scale that? That's the hardest thing. If not, we just become, you know, we just, you know, fade to black and just blend in with everybody else. So like, that's okay. the hardest thing is getting that culture and growing it and keeping it growing. And then knowing when to, you know, 
get rid of the people that are poisoning it and knowing who to hire and, and things like that. So that's the hard part. And already combating how hard it is to hire in this industry. That's like the, the chess game you're constantly playing. Cool. Okay. All right. So I would think your recommendation might be for people that have are trying to get to that next level like you did is kind of like what we were saying in the beginning, like start small, figure out how you want it to be, mm-hmm. test it, yep. and then try to replicate that. You got to figure that part out first, right? And then, and then protect that, like you said, with hiring yeah. and firing, and then try to replicate that. Obviously letting your LOs have their own spin on stuff. Um, but do you have like a, like a, a list of top 10 commandments? Is there do you have like a guidebook for LOs? Like, hey, we have to kind of be like this. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of, I mean, we kind of take it from like what UWM does and all these other yeah. like companies. We kind of just melt that all together. You know, one of the biggest ones we always use is got yeah. straight from UWM. We're thumb pointers, not finger pointers. It's so cheesy. And I laugh every time, but it's so true. I can't think of a better way to describe that saying. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's the big thing we do in the office. Like, just own the problem, right? Own, learn, and grow. We say that all the time. It's, it's on the walls. Own dot learn dot grow. You know, own the moment. Figure out what's, what's happening. Learn what went wrong. Yeah, it. Don't don't repeat it. You know, as simple as that. You're going to make mistakes. I expect that. If you didn't, something's off. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going yeah. to make mistakes. Just don't make the mistake twice, three, four times in a row. Learn yeah. from it and grow and move, rock and roll, and move forward. Uh-huh. So it's acceptable to make a mistake. You know, uh, as long as you learn from it and grow, and as long as it's not a catastrophic mistake and it wasn't malicious. You know, but either way, you know, it's, it's, that's what it is. So the first thing is, yeah, like write down what and how you want to do it. Right? If you want to be, you know whatever it is if you want to be a consumer direct model figure it out grow it if you want to be a referral model figure it out grow it you know but get the core you got to get that, that that critical mass of what you want and get a couple people and a couple good team members in there and then that can expand you know what i mean if you start off on the wrong foot start with weak foundation the house is crumbling you know so well, yeah. you just build it up strong from the bottom up so and that's yeah. hard to do because you want you want to chase the money right, right at first like after like we can go probably find 100 million dollar producer a year sell my soul and hope for the best. No, I'd rather find good people that want to grow and I want to get these $10 million producers to $50 million a year and then bring on the $100 million producers to watch how they did it type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like uh, like we're saying, you're, what's the saying? Uh, you're either right or you're growing or right. Or, you're never wrong because you're right or you're learning from that, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, so that's big. So what are you, what are your specific tasks right now? Is it, is it recruiting, obviously managing the company, supporting L like what, what are you doing from just not too long ago being a producing LO? Like what, what's your task now? Sure. You know, compliance is on me all day, you know, I keep okay. uh, systems, right? So I am the culture, the core of the culture. So I'm constantly currently, you know, combing over all the LOs to make sure that, you know, we're staying and keeping how we're doing at the communication. So like constantly keeping the culture growing getting the company growing, you know, working on all like the, you know, finances and things of that sort, but okay. all about, I'm also a professional firefighter <laughs> no, in, the mortgage, I didn't know that. in the mortgage sense. I didn't mean, like, I don't really like fight fires. I mean, ah, I, okay. I thought that was cool, <laughs> man. <laughs> and I'm not trying to take anything away from firefighter. I shouldn't have said it like that, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, somehow you. crap rolls uphill here. It's, it's a phenomenon. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but you know, I'm constantly always putting out fires, right? So like, I have to make, I'm making sure that I jump in front of things before they get to a point where it harms the company. Um, uh-huh. You know, oh, yeah. a loan that's going south, a relationship with a real estate agent, a client that's not happy, things like that. So I'm doing that, you know, constantly all day. And then, you know, just constant training. That's a big one. I hold meetings all the time. 
stay in touch with people like, hey, what problems did we have today? How did we do it? How do we, you know, what do we do to resolve it? And let's figure out a better way to do it. So like my schedule is meetings constantly, constantly, constantly. So it's, it's constant training. And that's a big one that I do a lot. It's just training, training, training all day. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're still jumping in into loans when you have to. Oh, in yeah. Terms of fighting the fire. So that's one big thing that it, if we get to a spot where I'm more in your spot, where I'm running a bit more and I'm getting there. Um, I always said, I'm always still going to be there. Like you said, you're still producing some loans. Yeah. I mean, you know, but you still, you gotta, you, you still have to be in it. You can't just be some figurehead up top and say, Oh, go ahead. you got to yeah. feel what people have, are going on your LOs. Right? People tell me that all the time. They're like, you know, oh, why don't you go golfing this afternoon? I'm like, that looks terrible. I'm not going golfing this afternoon. Like I'll go, you know, we'll go on Saturday morning, but like, I gotta be the first one in the office and I gotta be the, the, the last one to leave. I can't, I, I can't leave by pushing. I got to leave by pulling, right? So I got to pull uh-huh. different situations. It's not going to be a, yeah, I'm in my ivory tower. Here's the whip. Go, you know, like do better, produce more loans. Like, no, I'll jump in. Like, hey, I just, I just listened to that phone call you made. How could we have done this a little better? We should have tried, tried it like this next time. Or, you know, hey, I'll be happy to meet with you and your real estate agent, see if I can convert them. Okay. Use my name to, you know, but when I, you go try to find a big, a big realtor that you're trying to, you know, jump in and get business from. I'll be happy to sit down. Use my name. Jason Checker, the president of Lighting Heights, wants to meet with you. And then I bring him in. So, like, I'm using whatever I've built to try to help grow everybody else's, right? So, like, I only succeed now when my LOs succeed. You know, that's cool. So, I got to grow their business and my business grows. You know, so yeah, and, I mean, it's it's simple, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're almost like you're almost like support staff for LOs at maybe a higher level, right? Yeah, you're almost like their LOA on it. a higher level. That's the joke I make. I'm a super LOA. It's oh, like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's like I'm a super LOA. Um, and then, yes. And then we have a couple, you know, like a couple team leads of like the, we have like a, you know, a small consumer direct team and a, and like a referral team. And then, you know, we kind of just all meet and collaborate and say, you know, what are the problems? How do we do them and things like that? So delegation is definitely a hard one too. That's, that's so hard in the growth process is delegate, yeah. you know, cause like you're scared to let go, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the toughest part. I've really done that a lot better over the past three or four years. And once you try it, like you don't go back. Yeah, you're right. Once you let go, you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? This yeah, because those other people take take it and they run. And yeah. that's okay. And they like it and they want to help. You gotta, yeah, delegation's tough. You gotta realize the people that you have, if you have good people, they literally want to help you. Yeah. You have to let them help you. It's not like you're being an asshole, like go do this. Yeah. It's like they want to help. Like you are. That's why you have a tough time delegating, probably. Exactly. You like that's how you feel. You feel like you're being an asshole, but like go do this. Like I feel like no, I'll just do it for him. I feel right. bad. But no, people want to help. People want to grow. If you have a good culture, people want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? They want to be there and help grow. And you have to reward them for it too. You know what I mean? And just being there and growing it, it's it's it is rewarding across the across the board. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the best. Um, yeah. and just to go back to the golf thing, like I'm I'm a pretty good player. I play I played at Westchester, I played a year there. Um okay. but it's tough for me to pl- I've gotten better to be able to over the years. Yeah. Yeah, but as a LO or when there's issues, like it's it's not a good, it's not a fun day when you play golf not, in man. midday. If yeah. you're because shit's coming guess, at you everywhere, I'm like I'm trying to make a putt. I'm thinking about the <laughs> deal. It's a complete nightmare. So I, I'm is. with you there. Yeah, your head your head's not there at all. Golf is 90 percent focus, right? You know, once you get the, yeah. it's all focus. Well, you have, next time you're out here, you have to come out here. I mean, our office is located in Oakmont. We got friends. Oh, come on, I'm definitely. Yeah, we got friends up at the the country club up here. So we that's that's like a that's on a bucket list. It has to be. Has to be. I'm, yeah. I mean, hold on. So you're saying that you could maybe get me on Oakmont? I won't hold yeah. you to it. We could, no, absolutely. I could. I it take me a little effort, but I, I I have a couple tea times already scheduled next season that people are taking me along. Right. So 
brokers help brokers, man. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, well, this went off on a tangent. Like, I can just talk about that. Dude, I'm holding you to that, bro. And then I'll give you my, you have my cell phone number. Keep, hold me to it. I mean, I need any excuse. That's a beautiful excuse to say, hey, I got to, I got someone coming from out of town. We got to go. You know, we have to. Yeah. We have to go. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, when you come out to Philly, I can probably get you on Marion. So that will, we'll uh, there you go. That's another beautiful. All right. Thing. All right, cool. Perfect. All right. We can talk about that all day. Anyway, yeah, uh, anyway, so we don't have to, it's not, it's not amazing. <laughs> um, Oh, I had something on my list before we kind of, we have about 10 minutes. People always want to know, we talked about systems. What are you guys using for your LOS? Could you tell us some of the things that you're using so they yeah. know like, hey, it works if you use it correctly? Yeah, 100%. So we've actually made a couple of shifts. Um, we're in the process of making the switch to arrive. So right now we use- Looking at it. Yeah, we'll start Yeah, we'll start from the beginning. So right now our, our base is we use LendingPad. That's our, our LOS. We use um, Accelerate as our CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, Ring Central is our phone system. Uh, Microsoft Suite. That's one that's way overlooked. Office 365. People don't realize how powerful Office 365 is. If you have Office 365, log on to Outlook365.com, whatever it is, there's something called Power Automate. And it's like mm-hmm. dragging and dropping to make automations. So it could be like when Jason gets an email from JP, it also sends me a message in Teams to say, hey, he's messaged you, give him a call back. Or Ooh. his name drops into an Excel spreadsheet. Or like you can get real fancy with this. Okay. And it, it, it's super easy automation too. It's not like if statements where you're writing if, then, but this, and you know embedded statements, not like that. It's literally like, all right, drag the icon for uh, Excel, drag it here and do this and go. So that's okay. huge. And that's a great automation that's, you're already paying for it if you have Office 365. Yeah, can I ask you about that? So we have Office 365. Our um, G Suite's our backend email. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you using for email? We're using Office, like Outlook is what we're using. So it's Outlook, okay. Yeah. Because that because Gmail hooks up to Outlook, we have a couple weird stuff. Sure. But so, but you're saying, all right. So I have to dig into that a bit deeper. Yeah, I mean, I we can we can hop off on the side, call me whenever we can look at it. But yeah, I have a guy in the office who's a genius at this stuff. He's the okay. one who really bangs it all out. Yeah, I'm um, not the guy either. I'd have to just connect him with Lindsay and just yeah, that's it. Perfect. Doing. Let them have an hour. Yeah, we'll hit we'll hit Oakmont and they can figure it out. You know? I'm in. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So that's what you're using. So LendingPad we use as well. Good. It's a very good uh, LOS. Yeah. So but we're looking at Arrive as well. But if you can't use Arrive, LendingPad is is the other one, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Okay. With you. Uh, Accelerate, you said. Uh, Microsoft 360. What else you got? I'm trying to think what else. So we've been kind of playing around with Monday.com for automation. Yeah, heard of um, it. Yeah. We're using that more on the recruiting side. So our recruiter uses that to kind of manage their who they're doing and all those types of things. Um, again, they were the ones that kind of built that out. And it's, it's bad. I get emails all the time. Like, this is great. I don't know what's happening. But I know what's happening. You know, yeah, yeah. So Mondays, and that's another automation where it's really drag and drop. It's very simple. Um, trying to think what else we really have here. So like everyone runs off of laptops. We have docking stations. So you come in and drop in your, your laptop and go. Oh, yeah, cool. Don't worry about having you know, multiple computers, things like that. Um, for And then the, we should go to the lenders for most of the stuff, right? So like for yeah. our marketing, we use Brand360 for 99% of it. Seriously, we do. We have an in-house marketing guy who's really trying to build up the pipeline, but it's really just copying Brand360. You know, that's all we're doing. Yeah. A lot of that type of stuff. Um, how about lenders? How many? I, I think you said like 16 lenders, maybe you're signed up with. Yeah, I was probably being a little zealous. We have okay. um, so we keep like an internet, right? We made our own internet, our own website called lhsuccess.com, mm-hmm. and it's like an internet where you can go on and it will show you like any document sets that we have saved for uh, people. Okay. 
Um, it has a list of our lenders and all that. But we probably honestly have, it's probably close to 15 lenders. But okay. I mean, actually, we're only using three right. to five at any given point. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Man, that's probably stretching it too. It's probably most most closely to three. Um, and I would say our top three uh, is probably UWM, Cardinal. Mm -hmm. uh, we sprinkle a little Penny Mac in there. Um, right. And some home point here and there too. Okay. So that seems to be the top. I'm trying to think of any other. Princeton is another one too. Those guys, the wholesale department's three miles down the street. Is, it, is that where they're at? Okay. Yeah, the wholesale's in Pittsburgh. They're they're based in New Jersey, but the wholesale's right that's, down the street here. In that's what I thought. Okay. So like it talks about a lot. So, um, but again, it's, it's a, that's the beauty of being a broker. It's playing the hot hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whoever yeah, you want. I mean, just one little tip I brought up. Uh, so I have a new construction deal. People, obviously, rates is the big thing right now. Yeah. And they're like, well, what can we do? You know, I don't know where things go. I'm like, I don't know either, bro. Like, I have no idea. And it's going into June. I'm like, or I'm sorry, into May. And I'm like, hey, man, if you're really nervous, we can lock you right now, right? On 120 day. Yep. Pricing's not the best, but it could get a lot worse, whatever it is. Then if rates end up dropping like crazy within 30 days, let's say, of, of closing, I can flip you to a new lender. Yeah, people don't realize that. Or, people or don't realize down. There's options. There's so many options. He asked for a float down. I'm like, no, nah, not really, but kind of. I'll just flip yeah. you. We have all your stuff. Exactly. You know, I can transfer appraisal. Like, we're good. So th there's just so much here. We have more control. But Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I saw it. You were, you were the number one at UWM and PA. Congrats. Oh, no, baby. That's it. I saw that. I was like, there he is, JP, to the top. Good for you, dude. Yeah, that's it was cool. The number wasn't small either. No, we, we had a good year. I, I mean, I got to give, you know, my brother, Nick, who, who he was killing it. And I'm kind of slowly trying to become a little bit more like you where, listen, I'm giving more to Nick. I'm paying him more on it. Like, go. Just, you know, we, we revise comp. And and he's coming for my ass for number one this year. And I'll be happy as hell if he is because the past couple years killed me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, you mean. But, yeah. but, no, thank you, man. Thanks for acknowledging that because it was, it was good, man. But trying to get a little bit more, a little bit more growth, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, being in PA, I see it too. So my guys are always like, "Who's this? Who's this guy?" I'm like, "Oh, he's about to give you advice, but you know, you're not going to catch him." Like, I uh, come on, I'll give you guys. Hey, that's cool. That's we good. got people gunning for it, but it's that's that's, so that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, we got bigger loan amounts than Pittsburgh Town, so yeah. <laughs> we only go by yeah, that's right. We only go by units over here because people get upset when I start doing volume. They're like, you know, you can't do that. You know, a loan's a loan. It takes my same amount of process of four hundred as up one hundred type thing, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Units is a better way to go. That's my recommendation. No matter where you're at, you can't compare that. Yeah, right? I mean, it loans alone, right? Same amount of communication, same amount of processing power for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely a correlation with typical, you know, higher loan amounts usually are a little higher, you know, quality clients. But I just shouldn't say quality clients, but just, you know, higher credit score. It's yeah. easier underwriting exactly. than that, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's mortgages, man. This is a fun game. If we yeah. start off talking, you know, one day you're like, I'm, I'm done. I quit. Yeah. I, but then the next day you're like, I'm a millionaire. This is awesome. And then you know, I'm going broke again, you know, yep. so back and forth. Yeah. but I wouldn't want it either way. If I, if I was sitting in an office all day, I would, I would, I wouldn't do good. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just finding that work. balance. And that's what I've learned over the years is yeah. you're going to be fine no matter what it goes in cycles. Um, yeah. We I was nervous. I'm like, dude, we just got a new office, this or that. I'm like, rates are up. No, And then the next day it's just like a hundred calls contracts. I'm like, what? So yeah, it's so yeah. it's nuts that way, man. Because there's so many times where you know I cringe when I write a check for like our marketing budget. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, but someone once told me though, if your marketing budget doesn't make you cringe, you're not spending enough. You're not spending enough. And I was right. like, because every time you're going for broke, it feels like you know what I mean. Like uh -huh. every single time, but every single time seems to work out because it's, it's an work. effort game. It's just effort, right? You know, yeah. like 
you just bust your butt, you'll win. And if you feel like you're failing, just work hard. You know, I mean, no one cares. Work harder. Every little thing in my office says that. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me. Uh, don't give me too much there, because it leads me to the next, my final two questions. How I always try to end um, every podcast, and this is my first one in a while, bro. So I'm a rusty, but I'm honored. So one or two things that you would tell a newer LO, or um, and this can be vague and broad, newer LO, someone trying to uh, reinvent themselves, someone's flipping from retail to the broker channel. What's one or two things you can tell them um, about where we're at in today's world, you know, to help them out? Go back to the basics, right? When in doubt, just go back to the basics. So especially somebody coming from retail or like, let's say a call center, right? Someone coming from a call center, you are, if you're good in a call center, it's because you have, <clears throat> you have grit, you have a grind, right? You can get it going. Just bring that into this space. It's the same exact thing. It's a contact sport. The more contacts you make, the better you're going to go. So it's okay. a numbers game, right? When you think that you're starting to slow down, push harder. It's all comes down to it. It's really hard to do when you're in the moment. But like mm -hmm. hindsight 2020, things always work out for you as long as you work hard and push through it. So mm -hmm. coming into the space, just get your grind on, right? Simple as that. You control your work ethic. You don't need anything fancy to do that. I make the joke all the time. This job doesn't take talent. I mean, I find a lot of people when I say that. But, you know, what I mean is just go back to the basics, you know, mm -hmm. grind hard, get up, make your bed, get rock and rolling and, mm -hmm. you know, be the first one to show up and the last one to leave. And you'll do amazing. Serious as that. And use the resources. You know, if you don't ask, you get stuck in a hole. Don't be scared to ask. It's, it can be humbling sometimes to ask, mm -hmm. you know, and it can be nervous because you don't want to humble yourself. But asking, you know, no matter how big a producer you are, you can always learn from somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it makes total sense in a very complex industry and world, bringing it back to basics, keep it as simple. We just talked about Todd Bitter. Yep. Be simple. You know, one thing, I mean, I have four screens here. He's got one screen and uh, I mean, he, he just kills it. So getting back to basics. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, last question. Where do you see the industry in three to five years, whether real estate, mortgage, where do you see it going? Well, it's still going to be here. Right. That's that's yeah. the beauty of this. I talk to people about all the time. The nice thing about our industry is that people always need homes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always make the joke. How many people do you know live in a home? You know, like, yeah, everyone does or apartment. Someone owns that, you know, things like that. So where I honestly see it going is it's going to become more technology enabled humans. Technology is not going to clean yeah. out people. It Thank really you. isn't. But mm -hmm. an average loan officer. And this isn't talking to like margin compression, but like an average loan officer, a small producer is going to be 10 to 15 loans a month. You know what I mean? Because we see this, all this automation happening on the back end. Once the GSEs get on board, which they are, you mm -hmm. know, we can do more automation and things of that sort. It's going to be, okay, a good month, a slow month with 10 loans, a good month with 50 loans for a normal loan officer. So I see loan officers being enabled by technology to just up the ante and be more volume based than huge commissions on, you know, it's going to be like a dollar off a million people instead of a million bucks off, off one person type thing. And I think that's where it's going to keep going. But LOs are going to stay. Real estate agents are, are going to stay. You know, people make that argument really? all the time. Or like they're, they're dinosaurs. They're going to go out. It's not. Have you ever seen somebody try to do a for sale by owner and how many small little things Ridiculous. burn? Little things, like tiny little things, you know? Um, but again, it's going to happen on that side too. I think it's just going to become more volume based, you know, so it will weed out some people that are, are, are slower and want to not get on that bandwagon, mm -hmm. but being small and nimble, you know, like I said, it's going to be more higher volume and, and maybe some smaller margins because of competition and technology doing it, not even competition, just more technology, creating smaller margins, but 
you're going to make up for it because you're going to make a thousand bucks off 10 loans instead of 5,000 bucks off one loan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes total sense. Yeah. I agree with you. Totally. It's uh, I like to try and call it like personalized automation where yep. we're never going to be taken away. It's only going to actually help us uh, become better for the consumers. If we can get rid of a lot of the crap that we waste time on, and then we can focus more on advising the client, I mean, that's that's where I see it going as well. So I think we're on the same page. Yeah, and I think it's, it has to. I mean, technology is coming into the industry. You either have to embrace it or you can't fight it. So you got to embrace it, right? Or else you're going to sink quick. But yeah, yeah no doubt. It's definitely a bright future, man. It's definitely super exciting. And the broker space is the way to do it because we're small and nimble. We're not stuck with these huge, you know, these huge ships. Um, I was talking to a guy the other day. And he was saying like, oh, my company has 10,000 people and we did 60 billion last year. It's like, well, I know a wholesaler that has 9,000 people and did 60 billion last quarter. Yeah. You know, like the efficiency Crazy. is not there. <laughs> you know, like the efficiency is on the wholesale side. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's definitely going to go to that, that, that it's volume. It's got line. to be, man. We're at 25% down. I see it going to 50. I think small mm-hmm. businesses coming back. People want to deal with people on a more personal level. Uh, they want to help other people. I mean, it's coming, man. We're in the right spot. It is. I'm excited to see it, man. Yeah, there's gonna be a part where you're gonna see Lenny Heist and the Husbus team fighting for Pennsylvania. Hey, I'm in, baby. And I'd I'm love in, to dude. be there, man. I'd love to be in that ring. Nah, well, I'll, we'll we'll come up there. We'll do a. I'll be playing Oakmont. Don't. I'm gonna be bothering you for that. Yeah, so that's there's it, no man. doubt about it. <laughs> but yo, thanks, man. Thanks for paving the way back in 2015 to give guys like myself and girls, you know, this right yeah. for paving the way. So I appreciate it, man. Um, this was Jason Checo. Tell Joe I said hi. Lenny Heights, killing it out on the western side of PA. I'll keep handling the east side. You can handle west side. Love it. I'll see you soon, man. Yeah, appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right, later, bro. See ya. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get health care for your team. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues. Join the referral list. Change AEs and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.